All right, so I'm just sitting here thinking about my son who's in the second grade and looking at his work and what he's learning. And um, at the end of this one cycle, they have a topic on compost and it walks you through how to make compost. And I just am very grateful that I th that schools are learning and we're educating young people about the importance of nature and our environment and we're starting to see the value in that and it's slowly the tide is changing slowly but that is the way of the world like that's the trend that's undergoing people and need to start caring more and people are caring more and the younger generation is going to have to deal with some of these challenges so we must educate them and we must um, help them become empathetic individuals instead of just processing them through a school system that focuses on productivity and efficiency and getting the best grades and being the smartest and being the best and being the best at memorizing things and knowing everything. No, we don't need people like that anymore in this world. We have the internet. We have the collective consciousness. We have all the information at our fingertips. And yeah, you can find any information, bit of information that you want to, to support the agenda that you have. Like, y you can find tons of facts supporting that Trump is actually the second coming of Christ. Like, if you want to believe that, then you can find it. But if you want to believe that the world is a better place and can be a better place, then you will also find that. So it really is what we believe. If you want to envision a world where our children will live in peace and harmony, finally, not rebelling against the color of their skin or fighting or causing divisions because of that, not just going to the most negative, hateful brain pathways that we have kind of built up in ourselves generationally. All my negative brain pathways um, were, you know, ingrained in me, like all my, from childhood, I took on the weight of the world. And I don't know why, but it was such a burden for me for so long. And now I can see how beautiful my mind is that yes, it took all that on and it was depressed and it was anxious and I couldn't get out of bed for a long time, many days. And then I had children and then postpartum depression was even worse. I suffered for many years, probably most of my life. I suffered and I didn't know I was suffering. And I'm sure there are people out there who are hearing this and can resonate with that. Like we are the empathetic, sensitive individuals. The world seems so easy for most people. They can go to stores, they can shop, they can buy things, they can just, um, Okay, I'm going to pause it so I can clear the gum cut in my throat. Yeah, so sorry. I'm dealing with an infection um, in my eye and in my throat. Hmm, it's very fun. So i got to get all that negative waste product out of my body um, and just process it through and let it come out. I know I sound crazy. I know I do. I'm not. But I know it sounds crazy. But I'm hoping that this will all make sense once everything is shown to the light. Like, we can change our brain. We can. I'm living walking proof of that. And so many other people are. But it was so frustrating for so long. 
feeling depressed and feeling anxious, but feeling like I couldn't say anything in my childhood. There's such a stigma. Mm, Add to the fact that my mom was the type of person who judged, um, and she would never judge me directly, but by judging other people, I felt like I couldn't live the way I needed to live. For example, she would say things like, you know, oh, that person's just crazy. Oh, that person just needs to go in a psych ward. Or I interpreted it that way. Oh, that person doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, that person just has issues. Oh, that's the, oof. That person has issues. We don't have any issues. And I'm like, yep, we don't. Mm -hmm." And so I told myself that we don't have any issues. We don't have any issues. We can't have issues. Can't have issues. You must be the perfect child. You must be the perfect child that your mom wants you to be. Can't have any issues. Nope. Everything's good here. Suppress, suppress, suppress. And then fast forward to college where I got my freedom and then, oh, rebel, rebel, can't rebel, must get absorbed into a Christian cult. (laughs) Done. Okay. So now I'm the good person again. And this is how they told me to be a good person. Follow these rules, live by these guidelines, do these things, evangelize. Oh, you must change everyone's mind for the sake of Christ. You must Otherwise, you're not a good person. And I believed it. You must force your will, our will, our ideology upon someone else because it's what's best for them. Because we know. We know. We have all the answers. We are God's chosen people. We got this. And now you must oppress others so that you can prove how close to God you are. Yikes. I am proudly evangelical. I will never, well, I, I can't say it never. I doubt I will go back to church. Definitely not the church that I was indoctrinated into or that type of church, that ideology. I, there are other churches out there but I'm still holding on that I might, you know, there are other churches out there that I might consider attending, but I'm still holding on to this bitterness. Sadly, I'm still holding on to the fact that they, I'm still holding on to bitterness from not only my childhood, for all the things my mom did unintentionally, even though she loved me, I'm still holding on to bitterness and I don't want to, And over time, it will go away and it will dissipate. And as I continue to say, I don't want to hold on to this anger, this negativity. I will find healthy ways of transforming it. Yes. But it's still there. And that's just the reality. But I will get there. I'm still holding on to bitterness about the church, the institution of the church. And over time, I will heal and all that negative energy will dissipate into something healthy. I'm not going to put the negativity and the pain I feel that I was, that was passed on to me from generational trauma, from my mom, from her mom. I'm not going to put it on my children. And I'm not saying like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm such the best. No, I just feel like I'm in this position of like, you know, that there's this, um, cartoon or I saw this just a drawing where there's a mom character and she's like 
or parent, you know, it doesn't have to be mom. And she's like shielding her child and all of the arrows of the world are coming against her back and then bouncing off so that she can protect her child from the negativity that exists in this world. And that's how I feel. I have been standing, protecting everyone else around me, giving them the benefit of the doubt, making them the good person and I'm the bad person. And I take it on. I took on all those arrows. I took on all that pain, that suffering. I beat myself into submission. I whipped it. I, I whipped myself. I took that on so that I didn't have to pass anger, resentment, judgment, any negative emotion, jealousy, gossip, insecurities onto the people around me because I just love people. And yet I didn't love myself enough to protect myself. I was damaging myself. The arrows were getting through my shield and hurting me all while I was trying to protect others, the innocent, the children, the people who are good, quote unquote, like even my husband. Productivity, capitalistic, like very successful, makes a lot of money. And so I would beat myself up thinking I'm just a failure in this world. My empathy, my gifts and my talents, I can't get it together. I can't work a nine to five. I can't do what society expects me to do. I just can't. I've, I've tried and that, and I can't. And I felt like a failure. And I just thought I could white knuckle it through. I thought I could hold on and try harder and try harder and try harder and do better and do better and do better and punish myself, punish myself until I broke. I mean, that's why I did so much work in the field. Yeah, while I, 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 it was a way that I could punish myself essentially for existing on this planet because I needed to give back to the planet. And this is a sacrifice that I was like, okay, I can handle this. I must punish myself. I must work in the field. I must do these horrible things. <laughs> and they're not horrible, but because I enjoy it. Like I really do like simultaneously in a weird twisted, is it masochistic? I don't know if that's the right word way. I felt like I deserved punishment. So I would slog through the field. I would be pregnant and work for the, you know, these big conservation organizations and work my ass off while pregnant to catch birds, to put transmitters on them that didn't even end up being successful. And so I look back on my my time in the field, my years spent as a field biologist, as a field technician, as a lover and a caretaker for wildlife and all the years and I'm about to cry. All the dedication and volunteering and hours and days and weeks and months I spent pouring my life out onto the planet to like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice that myself so that I can make the planet a better place. And I look back at it and I'm like, I was just punishing myself. And I didn't need to. I can enjoy nature and beauty and God's creation or 
whatever you want to call it, this earth, whatever we're here for, I can enjoy that and I can be free and I can have fun and I can love and I can be light and joy and hope and imagination and sparkle. And I don't have to punish myself. You don't have to punish yourself. The world will be a better place if we're all taking care of ourselves and listening to what our true intuitive gut is telling us to do with our lives. Not listen to the words of the world and the indoctrinations and the churches and the religions and the ideologies and the capitalism and the patriarchal. I mean, here's a, here's a tangible example, like another one. In the church, I was told like to be a good wife you had to kind of keep your house clean do the i mean i i remember going to like baby showers and wedding showers and in this in this cult with this ideology that told you what to do and how to be a good christian and how to be a good person and they warped me they erased me they warped me into believing to be a good person, to be a good Christian, which is the most important thing, that we set a light for Christ and we shine bright. We don't let our lights smother. We don't put a lamp, a lampshade over our light. So we have to shine bright. And to do that, no, 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 it's not what you want to do. It's not like love and, and joy and fun and things that you enjoy, like my punk and my wildlife and my birds and stuff. To do that, to, to truly be a light, you have to look like this. You have to have a home that looks like this. You have to have a family that looks like this. You have to be in a heterosexual monogamous relationship. You have to have children who love and serve the Lord. And you have to go to church and dedicate your life to church. Because if you don't, then you're going to be of the world. And that's bad. It's going to be of the world, but not in the world. You know, like it's very easy Oh my God, 14 minutes of this rambling. Shit. That's funny. Okay. I'm going to end for now. And I got a lot of good stuff out there. It's all coming together. Um, um, this is episode 14, I think. Maybe 13? No, maybe 15. And I'm hoping by now you can see how my brain is working and how all of this is kind of piecing together. I know I go off in a lot of tangents. I know I ramble. But it makes sense you know like it there's something wrong with the way society is there's something very wrong and i never ever ever want to judge anyone i'm just can i so like okay probably comes across as judgy when i'm like oh the christians used to do this and i used to do this but here's the thing like i can't judge them because i was so in that i believed it I believed it too. And I do not wish judgment on any human being. Truly. We are all humans and we're all doing what we can do to survive. Again, we're just surviving like creatures, like animals. We're on base instinct. We're doing what we can to survive. What I'm saying is there is a higher consciousness. There is a next level evolutionary self-awareness that we can survive on just our like instincts like we can just we can let our bodies do what they need to do to feed ourselves 
listen to ourselves, keep us safe, go on like this um, autopilot almost, if you will. Like most of my life now is on autopilot where I just take care of things, but most of my brain energy is focused on the future of humanity and like how I can love and serve and be my best self so that I can love and serve others better. That doesn't really make a lot of sense, I don't think, right now, but I will unpack that as time goes on. Um, yeah, I'll just end it now. And um, um, I guess at this point, I don't know when I'm going to publish this, but if you if you have any thoughts, um, maybe I should start an email that you can send your thoughts into. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure that out. All right, I'll I'll end it for now. Adios.